Luke chapter 9, picking up from our um, lesson on last week, it's Jesus is continuing, continuing to share with his disciples. And uh, at the end of uh, last week's lesson, <coughs> Sister Jones, there was a question that was asked by O King Herod, uh, uh, spiritual thug, uh, uh, miscreant. Did, did I miss anything? Uh, he was a bum. Yeah, he wanted to know uh, who this Jesus was. He wanted to know something uh, about him. And, and, and trust me, um, uh, I, I've gone over my comments about Herod last week and I realized uh, that I was not harsh enough, uh, but yet I was too harsh because at least uh, he had uh, an inquisitive nature. Uh, his motives weren't that good, but uh, he had an inquisitive because he had to know who who is this Jesus. And, and you know, I realized uh, that I was in the same boat uh, as this Herod at one time because I had a great need to know who this Jesus is. So I I, I, I apologize to you, Mr. Herod, uh, 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 in your absence uh, because I realized you brought something to the table here. You had a quest for the knowledge of who Jesus is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if we don't get through the lesson today, just uh, uh, know one thing. My whole purpose this morning is to uh, uh, reinforce the idea to each and every person here that identity matters. Amen. There are some things that don't matter, but let me tell you, identity matters. Especially when it comes to Jesus. And you say, well, what about me? That, that my identity? See, you really need to know who you are so that you can know what you are not. But you need to know Jesus to know what you are not. Yeah, y'all didn't get it. This, this lesson today this shows us that you can spend three and a half years in the presence of a master teacher every day, uh, every week, every month for three uh, and a half years and, and, and may not know the person. And so Jesus, his expectation was, my disciples have got to know who I am. Because if they don't know who I am, they will never do what I'm asking them to do. So, so Jesus uh, is found here in verse 18. It says, and it came to pass as he was alone praying, his disciples were with him and he stopped praying to ask them a question. And, and it is the most important question that you and I will ever be confronted with. To the disciples, but yet it transcends time and smacks us right here at the Resurrection Baptist Church. He asked this question. Who do people say that I am? Now, I need a little help. I need somebody who's, who's confident. Anybody here talk? Anybody got a problem standing up in front of people? Nobody got a problem. Well, good. Then I can call on anybody. <laughs> oh, she made that easy for me. 
Um, uh, let's see. Steve Harmon. Um, do you know who I am? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Girl, tell me about me. Who am I? What do you know about me? Okay, now, whenever you ask a question, be prepared to hear the answer and receive the answer. And if there are any, we'll just say anomalies, in the description that you've just heard of who you are, it is incumbent upon you to correct that. Steve knows some things about me. And throughout, he shared those things about me that he thought you might be interested in. But surely he knows there's more to me than what he said about me. Um, I am not the uh, father-in-law of a dentist. My uh, son is uh, the CEO of uh, the Carlton Group. He's an accountant. Uh, and the, the lieutenant colonel that speak, uh, Steve speaks to, I don't know him. Uh, <laughs> I retired as an Air Force officer. I retired as a captain uh, from the Air Force. Uh, I spent 12 years enlisted, very proud years. And uh, I spent a subsequent uh, 11 years as an Air Force officer and thus retired. Uh, but those are things about me. Everything else, you got it right. But you know what? Steve has matriculated through uh, basic doctrine, so he knew what not to say, you know? <laughs> and because he knows that Sister Kendall <laughs> would have said, wait a minute, that ain't true. Because she would always do it. This was her exercise. She would ask, do you know him? And they would say, uh, one of the things, he's a man of God. No, he's saved. And uh, she would say, you don't know that. You know that Steve stayed away from that? <laughs> he said, hey, 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 Wes, he tried to couch it around on some days. You know, <laughs> I know he was making an attestation to my salvation, uh, but, but you can go on and, and publicly. You know and I know. You know and I know, trust me. Because I'm going to tell you why. He knows the word. And the word is clear. If you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, 
Thou art what? Saved. You will be saved. You shall be saved. But only God knows the heart. But God says, I know the heart, but I know what you don't know. I know something about me that I'm trying to find out if you know. And it's the most important thing. And so we ask, who do men say that I am? And some say. And see, some of the information that Steve got was from men. And you can't trust the words of men. Whenever you want to know somebody, you've got to ask the source. The best source for me is in fact me. And Jesus is going to show the disciples today that this is one lesson you've got to learn because you've got to know me. Everybody has got to know me. And it does not depend on what men, who men say that I am. But he turns and he says here in verse 19, he says, they answering, oh, some say, just like some say he uh, is a, a father of a dentist. Some say he uh, retired from the army. Some say that he's, see, some say. But then Jesus in verse 20 says, but who do you say that I am? And that's the question for every one of us in this room this morning. Who do you say that Jesus is? Who do you say? Now, let's start over again. Who do you say that I am? Just like the silence here in this room, there was silence among the disciples. The old the silence was so piercing. But you know, old foot in the mouth, Peter, he just had to respond. I mean, he, it welt up in him. Because when you know that you know that you know, if you got some information and you've been asked a question, you ought to make an appropriate response to the question. And Peter says, what did he say? But I want you to read just verse 20 again. He said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Peter answered and said, the Christ of God. Okay, if you would, Terry, uh, go over to uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Luke records this, and Luke was a doctor, and Luke liked to use them $50 words, you know, and, you know, he, he very prim and proper, and he's very concise uh, in this response here. But over in Matthew, which is unusual because typically, if you read Luke and Matthew, you would think that Luke would be making this uh, statement or assessment of what Jesus said instead of Matthew. But listen to what Matthew says. Verse uh, 13 starts somewhere around 13. Chapter 16, verse 13. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Who do you say that I am? And? What? Oh, my goodness. Did, did y'all see that? Wait a minute. Luke says that he says, you are Christ the God. Uh, uh, Matthew says, thou art 
the King James Version, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. Listen to Jesus' response. Jesus says, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. There's no way that you could have known that, save I told you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> if the Holy Spirit had not given you that discernment, Peter, you are exactly right. I am the Christ. I am the Son of God. I am the Christ. Definite article. I am the Son of God. In other words, you, uh, 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 Peter, are going to say, you have said the way that Luke will say you said it, but John will say it the same way that you said it. John, you know the other disciple that was there? Here's how he said it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He says, you got it exactly right. I am not just an anointed Messiah. I am not the one who has come with your anticipations of king rulership. I am, in fact, God. And the only way you could know that is if I told you. Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. The Spirit of God revealed that to you, and you're exactly right, uh, Peter, but you answered the way that everybody has got to answer. Because if you don't know him as Lord, you don't know him at all. If you don't know him as God, you don't know him at all. And he says, the reason why I'm starting this lesson the way that I'm starting, I need to make a check on, you've been following me for three and a half years. Do you really know who I am? Have you been listening attentively? Because if you know who I am, you know what I need to do. And if you know what I, what, what I need to do, you'll know what you need to do. You will know that after this Christocentric ministry, there must be churchocentric ministry, and you got to do it. I, I got to make a confession. I'm very uncomfortable, Deacon Harmon. Uh, I'm very uncomfortable with people that sit in week in and week out, month in and month out, and, 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 and watch ministry being performed. And then when they get an opportunity to do it, they freeze up, don't know what to do. That's a problem there. That's a problem there. They're nervous. In fact, you're nervous. You know, you should be looking anticipatorily to the fact that you're going to one day stand and declare God's word, do God's work the way that he did it, and he showed you a model, demonstrated it for you, then you need to be ready to do it. Because if you know you don't have any apprehension, I asked everybody in here, do you have any qualms about standing up before anybody? You said, no. That means that every, all of you could stand right here. When I said, you know, uh, I feel most preachers talking about they, they feel a help coming on. I feel an ache coming on. Could, could one of you come on and finish this lesson for me? See, there's no fear and, and, and trembling. It's that uh, uh, I know there are other uh, family church school uh, teachers in here, and they prepare for the lesson. So if Deacon Sneed had to walk out, they say, well, hey, uh, Deacon was bringing it, but uh, here, here's my personality about it. I'm, I'm going to bring it very confidently because you know the lesson. You know the person. And Jesus is saying, you can't do the work that you need to do unless you know who I am. Because there, there's an assessment that you need to make before you get out on this road. You need to measure the cost of doing what I do. And if, if you're not willing to, if you don't know who I am, you're just putting up numbers. How many of you would build a house 
without putting some numbers to it, knowing exactly what it costs. Jesus says, if you know me, and you must, because in order to have authentic relationship, you've got to know me. Not just something about me. You got to know me. Somebody quickly read the next verse. Because I'm telling you, I, I, I'm going to move on without you. If y'all don't read the verse quickly, but you got, this is a very important. This is a very important uh, verse coming up. Somebody read it. No, oh no, we still in Luke. Oh, we out of Matthew. We back in Luke. I just gave you, that's a corollary scripture. I'm sorry. I, you know, I just took you to Matthew because I just wanted you to hear how Matthew summed this up. But we, we, the Sunday school lessons in Luke chapter 9, right before you. And what did he say? And he Peter, you are exactly right. I am the son of God. Don't tell nobody. That defies everything that he's taught before because he's taught him to be disciple. He says the disciple is a learner and a follower of Christ. Don't tell nobody. Wait, wait, Jesus, what are you talking about? Come on, let me bust out of this thing. You know why? I don't want you to tell an incomplete story. I want you to have be fully equipped. See, don't get one or two scriptures bumping up against one another. You know, you don't went and took a, 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 a class in a, 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 a Western civilization and uh, maybe the Old and New Testament, and you think you know they're all there is. No. Jesus says, let me fill you on on the rest of the story. Because before you sign up to this, that you know me, you know what I know. You know what I must do. Next verse. You see, fellas, the fact that you know who I am is important, but you must know what my work is. See, here's the thing. We teach in basic doctrine that two part, the person of Christ and the work of Christ. And really it's hard to talk about the person without talking about his work. Amen. And Jesus says, so you gotta know the whole story. You gotta know that yes, I am God manifested in the flesh, that I am 100% God, 100% man. He says, but you know what? You gotta realize some things that as I exercise my uh, prerogative of humanity, I will be rejected. And if I'm rejected, you're going to be rejected. But let me give you some words of comfort. When they reject you, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. He, I, he says, there is rejection when you're talking about carrying the gospel. That's why many are afraid to share the gospel. I asked if anybody, uh, Deacon Johnson, was uh, afraid to stand up in this room. And yeah, it might be right. You amongst friends and all of that. But how many of you share your faith on a regular basis? And, and the reason would be, why not? If you know it, you know him, you know it. 
So, so, so you should be very comfortable. But no, you want to do it uh, 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 like uh, Mercer. You know, you want to get a baritone voice, you know, and, you know, you want to be eloquent and uh, precise uh, like Johnson, and you want to be uh, analytical like Wes, you know. But the issue is uh, uh, in telling the gospel, it's simply truth through personality. And your personalities are different, but you operate within your personality. You just tell what you know because you can't tell what you do, don't know. But there's some important things you simply got to know. You can't know that Jesus wept and go out there and witness to the world. You got to add something to Jesus wept. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all don't hear me. But he says it right here. He says, I'm going to be rejected. And he says, whenever you share what you know, people will reject you. He says, I must be rejected. Here's the thing about it. You're going to be rejected by people who know better. I am, I am not giving the world a pass. You know, they want to run and tell me, well, really, I'm, a, I'm an atheist. You ain't no atheist. You're agnostic. You don't know nothing. You don't know him. And the issue is, don't, don't say that you're going when, when you hear that gospel and you don't respond, they have rejected but like last week said, you get up, you dust off your shoes, you move on. Because they haven't rejected you, they rejected Jesus. Jesus says, from this day forward, I'm going to be rejected by people who know better. And that's why those of you who've been with me a, a very long number of years know that I'm very hard on scientists. I'm very hard on them because they know the truth. They know the truth and they reject it. They're educated well beyond their common sense. They, but he's going to be rejected. These elders and priests, they knew, and I'll be slain. Oh, wait a minute. You said I'm the Christ. I'm the Messiah. Yeah, I'm that and all that too. But I'm going to be slain. I'm not going to be killed as some contemporary versions say. I'm going to be slain because I'm going to be offered up sacrificially, just like a, 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 a lamb, a sacrificial lamb. I'm going to be offered up. I'm going to be offered up. Did you get that? Wait a minute. Can you imagine? They're stunned. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jesus, wait a minute. You're the king. You came to whoop up on some head. This is why Judas is standing there. Now, you got to understand, uh, Judas was a Maccabean zealot. You know, he, he, he was ready to cut some. He was radical. And there was one other. Uh, uh, zealots. Okay, they didn't. They did. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't, didn't want to come and talk about no. They were looking for a king. They didn't want somebody to know, deliver them from the oppression of Rome. And now you talking about you gonna die? Stunned. He said, but Paul Harvey hadn't been born yet. But there's the rest of the story. <laughs> I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna get up. I'm going to die and I'm going to get up. I'm going to die because I've got to die because you are a sinner. I'm not a sinner, but you are. See, you, you know me as the one who commended his love toward you while you were yet a sinner. I came and I died for you because you were a sinner. The, the fact that you know Jesus Christ, you learn two very important things. Once you know who Jesus is, you know that you're a sinner and that God is love. 
You know, when you know Jesus, you know you are a sinner. You know you ain't all that. You know you can't save yourself. You know that if you did, if Jesus Christ had not died on the cross, you would be lost. You would be home preparing hamburgers, hot dogs, uh, shrimp. Uh, 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 oh, somebody done got hungry. I'm sorry, Mo. I, I'm sorry. You, be, you wouldn't be in no Sunday school class. But because you know him. Oh, 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 you know him. And here's what Jesus is saying. You've got to know me and the power of my resurrection. Because just to know Jesus as a, as a man who lived and died, if he just lived and died, that's just part of the story. That ain't no good news in that. In other words, he was a man just like you're a man or woman. But the fact that he's going to die and you say you're going to get up, they are shocked. They are absolutely shocked. You know how I know they're shocked? Because uh, over in Matthew, see, I'm still, I'm still in, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but y'all know. So I'm trying to get a complete story here because Jesus is trying to give you a complete story. When, when, when Simon Peter responded that thou art the Christ, son of the God, Jesus responds this way, Terry. Blessed art thou, Simon. But you are no. Jesus got Italian on him. He was, he, 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 he was, he was shocked. He, he was, uh, not shocked. He was, he, he was fully uh, amazed that this response came from Peter and that he knew because he knew one thing. If they got that, ha, ah, the end can't be far off. So now I can tell them a few things. You're happy. You don't need to be sad. You don't need to be sad by the fact that I'm going to die. You can be happy because I'm going to die and then I'm going to get up. I'm going to walk up on an old hill, Golgotha, called Calvary, and I'm going to be crucified. They're going to kill me. But I'm going to get up. Now you have complete information. Jesus says, you know who I am. You know what my work is. You know who you are. You know the work to be done. And here's what he says in verse 23. And he said, If any man desires, after you've heard what you've just heard, and now you know me, I want you to become a crucian. That's a cross bearer. <laughs> I want you to become a crucian. If, if you, cause you're gonna have a cross. Now your cross ain't my cross. Your cross ain't my cross. My cross ain't your cross. But we all got a cross. There are folk, and anybody, uh, you go to some of these deacons, they'll tell you, they are folk that literally fought to get here today because they have a heathen at home who did not want them to come to church today. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. That's cross-bearing. When you would say, okay, okay, devil, you ain't stopping me today from going. 
Let's hook up. I'll pray for you when I get there, but I'm going. Because if I have to kill you and drag you there, I'm going. That's cross-bearing. You, you remember when you were in the company, in the executive branch there, Wes, they thought, oh, man, that's a smart guy. He can go somewhere. He can do great things for this company. And then they found out you were saved. And you went from being the bright and shining star, the leader that's going to lead this company forward, this unit forward, to, eh, he all right. And the only thing that's changed is what they know about you. They know that you're saved. That's cross-bearing. And when you can stay in that company and stand flat-footed and say, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches. I'll never see a hungry day because you want to stop my, my girl. The God's going to promote me in this company. I ain't got to leave. I ain't got to go nowhere. He put me here. Oh, that VP job. I know it was mine. You guys, I went in there talking about Christ and his goodness. Hold up, you can't be the VP today. But you know what God said? I don't even know VVP. He's a COG. But I'm going to make you pay him like a COG, like a VP. COG being paid like a VP. The accountants scratch their heads. How can this be? Because uh, Deacon Newsom may remember him. And uh, by the way, Deacon Harmon, uh, that is the father-in-law of the dentist. That's it's Deacon, Newsom. <laughs> Deacon Newsom's uh, son-in-law is a dentist. But, but that, that was a chief on uh, Randolph years ago. And, and, and this chief, I mean, I mean, if you guys know anything about chiefs in the Air Force, they creme de la creme. They tough, they tough, they tough. And, uh, but this chief had, had this idea. He says, you know what, Snead? They are always going to promote the politicians. They're going to get it. He said, I'm going to go for the board. I just look at it. Jim, I'm like, hey, politician. But you know what? They also got to promote somebody to do the work. That'd be me. <laughs> all the politicians run up there but I ain't worried about it when chief come time come they go my name gonna be on it my name gonna be my name gonna be on the colonel's list you know why because they need somebody to do the work they need somebody who knows something that's cross-bearing though when you know you should be there but yet you're here but you accept that's the cross that you bear he says you're gonna have to do that you got on to have to deny yourself. He says, if any man would come after me, what? He must what? That means you can't be yourself and follow Jesus Christ. Stop it. Take your hands off your hip. You ain't, uh, uh, you can't do your own thing. Jesus is, is the starring actor in this play. <laughs> you just a sport. And you got to yield your will to his will. So that's when he says, deny yourself. He says, the same cross that I died, that I died, I physically died, you're going to have to die to yourself. Yeah. 
So you'll have to die. You're going to have to do the same thing. You're going to have to die to self. You can't be yourself. You're talking about following Christ. You know, do your thing. You lodge and you in charge. You know, you running a subunit under Christ. Christ said, no, you put that down. Pick up your cross. Y'all listen to me. Listen to me. <coughs> he says, and follow me. For whosoever what? If you submit your will to God, God will take care of you. You may think you lost something. No. He says, what will happen if you try to sit there and try to protect your life, be a politician, you know, do something that you know morally is bankrupt, that you know does not make any sense. Folk, you better look around as every day is happening throughout this land folk who know right from wrong but because they think they're going to lose something their, 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 their economic status their political status their, their, their organizational status they do stuff that is aberrant trying to hold on to life but Jesus the son of the living God declares that if you hold on to that mess if you hold on to them titles that you got down there, you're going to lose your life eternally. Amen. Bottom line. Amen. Ah, but there's verse 25. And it says, Jesus says, you think I'm harsh. You think Deacon Snee was too harsh in saying that. That, you know, we, we, it makes me think we shouldn't subscribe to be our friends. No, you should try to get all you can, but don't sit on the can. Don't think that this is all there is. There's more to life than this, folk. There's more to, to, to life than going out there, getting those big jobs, living in those big homes, driving those big cars, you know, talking big talk. It's more to life than that because one day, you're going to have to put all this earthly stuff down and you will have to stand before a maker and he will say, did you deny self? And you'll have to say, no, hey, I got all I could. I did all that. He said, well, I tell you, try to go back there and use that you got. Because you ain't getting up in here. Up in here, up in here. You ain't getting up in here. You had it there. You, you had it there. You had your heaven. No need of repeating. <laughs> no need of repeating. And you try to make it through eternity with that. He says, for what is a man advantage if a man gain the whole world and lose himself? He's cast away. You don't lose yourself for a political title. You don't lose yourself uh, uh, for a church title. You know it's wrong, but you won't say it's wrong. What does it profit you? 2019, 2020, so far. Some taking away some people, large and small, black and white, geographically different, culturally different, socioeconomically different. Some people had a whole bunch of money. Some people had no money. They all share one thing today, though. They be dead. <laughs> except, except 
those who did not reject Jesus Christ. Whether you got cash, didn't say whether you know you, you got to have uh, uh, money or you don't have to have money, didn't say that. It says whosoever will, whosoever, broke, near broke, and sneeze broke. <laughs> you can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. And he says, it don't profit you one thing to get all that stuff. You know what, guys? You ain't even got to be spiritual. Emerson, you ain't even got to be spiritual. Here's a brother. Won't spend a dime. You know, he's supposed to love his wife. He's supposed to give to his wife. And he won't give. He's just saving it up. He dies. And then she goes on a party. <laughs> she does all the things that they could have done together. <laughs> Don't get, don't get no ideas. <laughs> Gain the whole world. Somebody else didn't enjoy it. It don't profit nothing. You didn't count the cost of your decision to reject Christ. You didn't really count the cost. You didn't count the cost when, uh, uh, to accept Christ. Uh, uh, you didn't realize it was going to be this tough. You didn't realize that you'd have to suffer and go through some things too, that you'd be looked at askance. But listen, Verse 26 uh, says, For whosoever shall he be ashamed. He asks this question. I mean, he makes this statement. Uh, what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? And then he says, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. He's telling you, it don't profit you nothing to be ashamed of him. You're not going to get away with being ashamed of him. Paul declared that he's not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's his power unto salvation. What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? And he's ashamed of God. See, see, he, he, even Joseph, before Jesus ever came, he, he had it right. You remember Joseph down there in Egypt? He, here's his testimony. Everybody think Jesus, that his testimony is, uh, uh, I, I was put in, I was once in bondage. Now, here's, here's the rest of his testimony. Uh, I lost my coat, but I saved my life. <laughs> oh, 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 that, that just feels so wonderful. I lost my coat. I, I didn't have the things that all the other large uh, shot callers and, 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 and ball hoggers, that's what I call ball hoggers had. I didn't have all that. But I had Jesus. I wasn't ashamed. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, ashamed to stand and declare that he is the Christ. He is the son of the living God. I know him, and I know him for myself. And because I know him, I know who I am. I know that I'm not perfect in any way. I know that I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I know that I accepted him into my heart, and I confess on a daily basis, not only then, but on a daily basis, that he's my all in all, that he died and he was resurrected. I ain't ashamed of that. How you gonna be ashamed of that? That's victory. That is victory. The loser of the Super Bowl today, you know what they're going to be classified? As a loser. 
And if they lose real bad, Edmondson, you know what they're going to say? Oh, the Kansas City Chief buried them. That's the same thing they talked about at Calvary. Oh, we got him. We buried him. Oh, man, we, oh, didn't we? The devil got to doing a dance. Oh, he parted all night long. He, by Sunday morning, he was hung over. And he, he thought he was seeing things. He saw this same Jesus that was put in the grave get up and come out of the grave declaring that he got all power. And he says, if you don't believe that, if you want to be ashamed of that, when Super Bowl time comes, when All-Star time comes, you won't be on the All-Star team. You don't, you don't understand. And, and you know what he would say? Well, why wouldn't you accept me on the All-Star team? He said, because you don't believe in touchdowns. What? What do you mean? What you talking about? He says it was, it was in the fourth quarter. They had him on the cross. Driving nails, sticking spears. They put him in a damp, wet tomb. And, and uh, you know that guy that runs around in that little black and white suit? He was, he was looking. He was getting ready to time. Five, four, three. He was declaring that the game is over. And all of a sudden, instead of saying game over, he said, touchdown! Jesus done got up out of the grave. I'm going to be ashamed of that. I can't be ashamed of that. Verse 27, he says, but there's some of you. Who's in the crowd? Who, who's in the crowd? Who, who, who's in the crowd? See, most folks think that they're talking about something later to come. Uh, uh, and primarily, there's some camps that say it was the day of Pentecost. But we know better. As a matter of fact, one in the crowd, his name was Simon Bajorno. And Simon Bajorno called Peter, <laughs> called Cephas the Rock. Later writes in his own chronicles, 2 Peter chapter 1, he says, it was the day of transfiguration. I saw the kingdom. Oh my goodness. He made, uh, he substantiated the truth that Jesus declared on that very day. He said, some of you won't die before you see the kingdom. How does that apply to us? Some of you won't die before you see the kingdom. Because for every sinner that's out there, they can sing the battle hymn of Republic. They should sing it. One verse says, mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Yes. See, see, I, 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 there's some that are unsaved today, but they can see, they got a vision of hope, of the truth that is marching toward them. All right. You see, and, and, and for those of us who have already experienced this truth of knowledge of Jesus Christ, we look forward to the day that Jesus the Christ, the same one that got up, is coming back. And he's coming back for you and I. And the question will always be the same. Who do you say that I am? Not who do men say. Who do you say 
that I am. Identity matters. <laughs>